Welcome to Inside Personal Growth Podcast. Deep dive with us as we unlock the secrets to personal development, empowering you to thrive. Here, growth isn't just a goal, it's a journey. Tune in, transform, and take your life to the next level by listening to just one of our podcasts. Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. And actually joining me from Perth, Australia, which is across the pond, quite a ways, the wrong pond, the other pond down there south, uh, is Paul Marwood. Now, I've known Paul for how many years, Paul? Hmm. Oh, wow. Um, probably two, 11 years now. 11. So he used to live here near San Diego in Escondido. And we're going to be speaking about his collaborative book. You want to hold it up? Uh, It's your soul love book, uh, Igniting the Spark Within. And that is an Amazon book. You can get that off of Amazon. And Paul contributed a, a section or a chapter to that book. There are many authors in there who've contributed a chapter. But we're going to focus more on Paul's chapter because Paul has a very interesting uh, transformational business. Um, and it's under Paul Marwood, M-A-R-W-O-D.com. For all my listeners, please go there. Look at the services and the events, and you can book a call with Paul. And after you're finishing listening to this podcast, you're going to want to do it. I can almost guarantee you. So, you know, Paul, I'm going to start out with just a little bit of background about you. So that our listeners know, he's the founder of Solution Meditations and the co-founder of Universal Sphere and four other next generation soul activations. Paul has been an international teacher and a guide of his modalities and the Akashic Records for more than 12 years, living his life through more unlimited aspects of his heart. His focus is to support conscious leaders, visionaries, and everyday people to consciously access the unified field. His vision is to make the consciousness more easily available to everyone by using guided meditations. These rapid shifts of your consciousness and awareness outside the box, transforming your life with practical solutions and possibilities that you never thought possible. Well, it is about the unifying field and of energy and tapping into that and that meditation is we know one good way to do that um and that's what we're going to start off here is you know you contributed just one section to the book and the book has got like i said to everybody lots of contributors um and there's a lot of truth in the stories that make up the book uh could you tell the listeners what the focus of the book is because it's called soul love they may not get that or they may get that and a little about yourself and a few of the other contributors in the book that you worked with to kind of put this together most certainly great you know the soul love book is really about inspirational stories from myself and the other 11 authors you know we're really everyday people um sharing our deep truths about what happened you know and in our experiences, but in the stories are really based in a huge transitional moment in our lives, you know, where we had to really, one would say, dig deep or or what we did, you know, we're sharing the tips and 
and tools that we use to be able to make our make the changes, make our way through those challenges. And so there, there really is a, a collection because the each chapter is fairly short. So it's it's really a collection of beautiful, short, inspirational stories, literally perfect, you know, to read just before you go to sleep because it leaves you with that wonderful, warm feeling, you know, of our human success, you know, as we're guided by our soul and the triumph through the challenges and, you know, as I said before, sharing the tools and tips that we did or used to overcome those challenges, you know, and grow. And so, you know, and the benefit of the multi-author book is that, you know, we all have a very different feel, event, um, and most likely, you know, if someone chooses to purchase the book, you'll resonate or relate to multiple authors, you know, within the book. So not necessarily all of them, but, you know, and you, you, you can probably see or feel or have a similar experience in your life to the story that you're reading. And hopefully there's a beautiful message in the book that can help guide you in that moment, you know, to help you move forward in your life. And so what a beautiful, you know, words to read just before you go to sleep and literally give you sweet dreams. It's a, it certainly has a lot of stories in it. And you have your own story in there. Um, and, you know, when we talk about soul, the definition is really kind of, I think, important for listeners, right? Because it's talked about a lot. I know I sign all my emails in spirit. And I often have times people come back going, well, what do you mean by that? And I think, what do you mean by soul a love? So we hear about our soul and the concept of the souls. It's usually defined, if somebody went and looked it up, that it's an immaterial essence or animated principle or actuating cause of an individual, right? And that is a definition I took off the internet. Now, how do you and your group of co-authors define soul? And how would our listeners connect with this part of our being or their being? Great, great question. Um, okay, so I'll share my my understanding of the soul. You know, essentially, you know, that's it's an essence of consciousness that comes into, you know, our form as we're literally still in our mother's womb. It's a consciousness that enters our physical body it gives us animation it gives us breath it gives us awareness you know of who we are and the world around us um you know so one could say that we really are if you take a step back that we are really a great being of light having a human experience you know so literally as you and i put on clothes every day you know one could say the soul puts on a human body for a lifetime you know to have you know beautiful experiences and and really you know one People also talk about this as being the earth being the schoolhouse of the soul. So we have these beautiful experiences that we manifest in this realm of duality as well as free will. And so we get to experience a large range, happy, sad, good, bad. And and um, and we can grow and learn from that as a soul, as a soul essence. And then, of course, if you take it that step further and talk about having multiple lifetimes, you know, we can then choose different aspects, different, completely different lifetimes and have vastly different experiences, you know, much like, as you said, the authors have their different stories to tell, you know, we're all different and we get to experience the differences in those areas. You know, I think essentially the authors in general, you know, talk about the soul also in a similar way as this beautiful essence of knowingness, of consciousness that guides us. It, it is us, you know, our soul, one could say is our, that very 
quiet voice in the background, always there to guide you and I and everyone. Um, we don't tend to listen to it quite so often because we're, you know, we're more engrossed in the intensity of our senses and the physical 3D world. But, you know, the beautiful thing I see about the soul is, you know, we can, the soul has awareness outside of our, what we know and what we can sense in this moment in time. So we can we start to learn and tap into that. We really can start to learn to, you know, be more aware or have a knowingness about things that the logical mind can't perceive because it doesn't have the data. Um, do you think so, that, do you think, Paul, that tapping into our intuition is the soul speaking to us? Most definitely. Most definitely. Okay. You know, okay. Because I you think that say, might put it in more terms where people could say, okay, I got a gut feeling. I had this, this kind of whatever, and it was guiding me to do this and not that. And because of this, something really good happened. Um, and so my soul was speaking to me through this. These, I'm, I mean, we look at, you can get it auditorily. You can get it through a feeling. Everybody talks about the ways in which you get messages, right? And yeah. I, I think that it's so important that people recognize that most likely when you listen to your intuition, you're listening to your soul. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Yes, most definitely. And and how many times when you've listened to your intuition, you know, literally most cases, you know, we can make misinterpretations of what we're getting, but you know, that aside, pretty much a hundred percent of the time when you followed your gut instinct, your intuition. It's always given you the right guidance, led you the right way, you know, brought you into the right situation, whatever it may be. Yeah. So, look, you had a really interesting experience, and I think this is one that kind of grounds your chapter in and really brings people close to home with you. And you defined yourself in the book as an engineer. You're a hardworking guy. You say you're a pretty boring husband, very logical. And then you spoke about the fact that this very transformative day that changed everything for you and awakened you to a spiritual listener. I'd like you to convey the story about your accident. Uh, speak with the listeners about your vivid dreams that you've had since this particular accident, because this was a defining uh, moment for you. It's not a defining moment. It was a defining um event in your life for you yes yeah most definitely you know it, it, one could say almost like having two lifetimes in one physical lifetime because that before was very much as as you said greg you know the logical engineer doing everything as per one would say normal going to school going to university you know get married you know get your house you know do do those kind of regular aspects but have no i had no real awareness of spirituality um in fact honestly you know i kind of thought spiritual people were kind of didn't really achieve an awful lot you know <laughs> didn't have a very good opinion of them unfortunately you know and then and then literally a car accident took place i was on the side of the road another car collided with my car at um around about 80 k's an hour um it should have killed me but didn't i was walking around outside the car after the event the paramedics were scratching their head because, as I said, I, I shouldn't have been even walking around. Um, and and since then, that really created what one might say a kundalini awakening. Um, it was a fairly rapid spiritual awakening, uh, a little bit traumatic in that 
sort of year and a half, two years, um, there was a lot of shifts that took place. You know, literally I suddenly, you mentioned Greg about the vivid dreams, et cetera. You know, I, I went to a place where suddenly I had this awareness where, um, you know, I was having past life experiences. Um, and if people believe in past lives, um, very vivid, living it literally like you and I, as real as the world we are in here today. I still remember most of those, literally, I can explain to you in great detail, um, you know, each of those experiences. Um, speaking non-earthly languages, you know, astral traveling, um, and so much more. And, and that whole piece when I went from a world where I was just aware of the physical and computers and, you know, being a control system engineer, um, suddenly having out-of-body experiences, I had no frame of reference to that. So it was quite unsettling. Um, you know, and the beauty about it is looking back at that was, you know, there was so much wisdom that I learned in that period of time in, and still continue to do so, but in that period of time, you know, in the case of the past lives, you know, learning what my experiences were and what the lessons were that were being shown to me. So I suddenly ended up in school, one would say spiritual school or universe school, um, but with the fast forward button held down, you know, things were happening really quickly. And honestly, it was thank goodness that a, a friend came into my life that could guide me through the process and help me understand this, what we would call a spiritual emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, honestly, in, in some respects, there's a high likelihood I would have probably checked myself into a lunatic asylum, you know, because my, you know, my actions and reactions and my awareness of my world was was very unsettling because I didn't really know for a little while who I was and where I was. I kept being here in the world, like here talking to you. And then suddenly I would literally check out and, and be somewhere else, even though I'm physically sort of talking to you. And so, you know, that was very disturbing with me, very unsettling. I didn't really know where I was. Um, well, for, but, somebody you know, who, will... for somebody who had been so stable in their life to seek such yeah. a dramatic shift, I'm sure that, many of the people around you, including probably your parents and others thought, has this guy gone wacko? Uh, yeah. You know, and, and uh, like you said, should you have been institutionalized? But imp- I think most importantly, you work and you learn to live with this experience of what you call the expansion of awareness. And um, yeah. I want to ask a question around that because you speak about the expansion of your awareness and you're asking questions if this was your one and only life um, because you're talking about these past life experience. The answer was no, but that you'd live many lifetimes and reincarnated as both male and female and mm-hmm. in different vocations. Tell us about the feeling and the emotions that you were having in these different lifetimes, and then will lead us up to the Kundalini awakenings and so on. But, you know, I, I think that most people talk about reincarnation. Um, many people don't have this camera that can go, let's just call it backwards, uh, to actually see these things. And if they did, they'd probably question themselves about believing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So talk about some of, yeah, talk about some of them. Well, I mean, firstly, you know, there's a large percentage of people that believe that this is just our one and only lifetime. 
so and that's perfectly fine too i'm not here to convince anyone otherwise um it, it's been my experience that as a soul we are immortal and we have many 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 lifetimes you know many of us especially the people that are engaged in what you're offering greg are one would say old souls we're we're, we're looking to go to that next level um you know the in that instance we've had literally thousands of lifetimes you know and in that instance it was shown to me through these past life experiences you know that you know literally i had life as a healer a pauper a rich noble a faithful knight a prisoner and pretty much everything in between you know so and living it as real as it is today right here you and with you and i talking i could feel everything just that you touched on you know feel the excitement you know feel the pain you know i could feel the anguish um the passion and the love you know so i had awareness of all of this but also the beautiful thing about these experiences is that, and this is where, as you talked about before, you know, the gut instinct and things like that, um, your clear cognizance. I had knowingness of exactly what was happening in, in that lifetime. So I then got to understand the lessons that as a soul, I learned in that lifetime, you know, mm. profoundly beautiful because, you know, we, we really learned to start to, tapping into the wisdom of our soul from all of our incarnations and and that helps you and i right here in this lifetime because there's wisdom in all of those that can apply now yeah no it i i think this whole concept um about remembering past life experiences and being able to recall those is fascinating i know i don't nor have i so far had that um uh, that pleasure because I think it would be quite pleasurable to be able to to do that because that might guide me into something else, just knowing what I would know and knowing what I had lived through before. I believe in reincarnation. I believe it's going to happen. Um, now, look, when I knew you, you literally were teamed up with Holly. And yes. Holly and you were guiding people through. She was doing channeling and I'll call it channeling for the best things and guiding mm -hmm. through Kundalini awakening at that time. What, what mm -hmm. is it uh, like to go and allow your soul to guide you to get in touch with a greater intelligence that is connected with this greater uh, universe? You know, in other words, you guys were really doing some deep, healing stuff together and you yeah. still are channeling today right yeah um yeah. and i i not i don't know how many of my ex podcast listeners have experienced being with a channel and having a channel um i know many of them have actually worked with people that uh have talked with them about the people that have passed before them mm -hmm. and bring messages back um from the other side um, so tell me what it's like, because you've had a, an amazing background that way. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Yes. I mean, in that instance, you know, working with Holly, you know, we were doing uh, the channeling piece. We're also doing, you know, the soul activations, but also, you know, a large amount of work on the Akashic records. And the, right. for, for people who may or may not know about the Akashic records, it's, it's tapping into the past lives and the stuff that we're, you and I were just talking about a few minutes ago, powerful guidance to bring, you know, help you and I right now today. But coming back to your question, you know, it, it, 
the channeling piece, firstly, I want to tell everyone we all channel. Um, there isn't anyone that doesn't channel. You you get an insight. You 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 say, "Wow, where did that come from?" You know, you say something profound. Um, you're channeling. One would say your higher self. One would say your soul. You know, so so we are channeling all day, every day, at various amounts and levels. It, we just don't tend to acknowledge it. You know, it's it's when those people are sitting down, and especially the trans channelers, and they start making unusual movements or, or speaking in unusual ways. Um, you know, that's kind of a, a very much defined model of channeling. But honestly, you know, we all channel uh, pretty much all day, every day to various levels. Um, for me, it's it's such an honor, you know, now that this is a, a, a big part of my life, um, it's so profoundly beautiful, you know, to have this additional level of guidance and really for me, I'm now, my focus in life is to be in service to something so much greater, to be in service to anyone that, you know, wishes to come and see me, you know, um, there's this beautiful greater intelligence within all of us, you know, that's connected to the universe. It, it's there to bring in new knowledge, new teachings, new knowingness, you know, new awareness. And it's always uplifting and expansive, you know, to help, you know, each of us, our souls here to help us. Um, you know, and, you know, I honestly know a lot more about the universe and many other aspects of life. Unfortunately, just as you touched on earlier, there's some of the stuff I can't prove because, you know, it's not like I can hold it up like a book and say, here it is. You know, it's, it's not necessarily yeah. physical. Yeah. Unlike yeah. your world, when you were an engineer, you can't really say, hey, look, this is physical. <laughs> you know, I know when we go to sleep at night, many of us travel, we go to different destinations and places and and that's when a lot of people will tell you, I experienced a really vivid dream. You talked about vivid dreaming. Um, mm -hmm. You said this book would help set people up to actually have a good night's rest. That was one of the things you first started off with. It'd be great to like read one of these chapters before or set us up. What are some of the things people could do to actually kind of uh, – move the out-of-body experiences uh, mm -hmm. during a sleeping state and then remember those things as they wake up. Because I know I have them. I just don't always mm -hmm. remember them. Well, that is a great question, Greg. Um, I've spent several years, I don't do it at this point in time, several years doing sort of dream tracking and things like that. Um, so my advice to the audience is, yes, we all dream, whether you remember it or not. Um, the soul never sleeps, so to speak. The body needs the rest, but the soul continues on to, you know, other higher dimensional levels, one might say. Now, the way you can experience that in a more profound way, and I'm just going to give you some starting points here. I won't go into too much detail, but before you wake up, and this takes a little bit of practice, when you start to wake up and if you try and remind yourself just before you go to bed that when you wake up, I'm going to catch myself. And what I mean by catching yourself is that you start to wake up, but the trick is, is to not move your body. Okay. When you start to move your body, what happens is your physical body wakes up and you'll see people with sleep apnea and things like that when, when they, when they, when they can't breathe and the body has to wake up to, to allow them to breathe again, the body will tend to move. That's part of a mechanism that, that wakes the body up. So if you don't move, your body stays asleep. 
and your consciousness starts to move to this one would say twilight zone where you can go back, you can review, you can interact with your dreams and you can go back and do that at a level where you now have a new level of awareness. And the beautiful thing about that is that you can then, when you do actually wake up, if you've got a book next to you, like a dream diary that I used to have, you can write the, the information down, the dreams down, you can interact more in your dreams and you gain a lot of insight about who you are, what you are, what's happening in the world. Um, it's a beautiful way to do it. Whereas most of us tend to, when we wake up, we've got a few seconds of some awareness of the dreams and then that all kind of just melts away. Um, and so, but if you can hold yourself in that twilight state, you are able to retain your dreams and information and interact with your dreams for much longer, you know, you might sort of hold on to it for 5, 10, 15 minutes, enough time to start to write beautiful stuff down about what you experienced. And we can all do it. It's not something that's special to someone. You don't need to have special training. It's just that, that trick of just as you start to wake up, remind yourself just before you go to sleep. And, and then when you wake up, just with time, be patient with yourself, try and not move and if you don't move you actually be surprised how much you can become aware and then still interact with your dreams i think the part about not moving is really a great tip for people um yeah. the first thing you want to do is stretch or do something i think just stay in this state of like altered state of consciousness that you frequently mm -hmm. wake up in which is almost sometimes like a not a dizzying state, but a state of like disorientation sometimes even. Um, mm -hmm. And you have to be able to want to do that because the body naturally, it, it wants to jump back in again and go back to this physical world. It doesn't want to stay in that state. Now, you know, you and Holly were guiding through Kundalini uh, awakenings and it, I wanted to know what it's like to let go and allow your soul to guide you and get in touch with that greater connection of the universe. Um, what What is it like for you? What was it like for Holly? What, what did you guys experience? You know, it, it's the first piece about it is really starting to learn to let go. You know, when you, when you let go, you, you start to experience more. Mm -hmm. um there's a, there's a there's a deeper inner knowingness that comes forward um the 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 universe is here to be in support of us the universe is here to help us you know along with our soul you know that no no one or no thing is plotting against us and so this opening up to that aspect um allows a greater level of empowerment, you know, you and I get clear on who we are, what we're here to do, what we need to do, uh, what feels aligned, what doesn't feel aligned. You know, we move to a deeper level of authenticity with ourselves. And, and so, you know, Holly and I were working with people to help them find that. It's very empowering. And, you know, you reach a point like I'm clear on exactly who I am, what I'm here to do do in this lifetime and i'm every day i'm still physical you know like you and i we we still have our challenges and we still need to learn and grow continuously but i'm clear on what's aligned with me what isn't what i'm here to do 
And so I still work through my humanness and my human challenges, but I embrace those challenges because I, I have a, a new level of awareness that, that this is my next step. And, and as Neil Donald Walsh says, life begins at the edge of your comfort zone, you know? So, so that's what it is. I really deeply understand that to, to grow and expand, we've got to get a little uncomfortable sometimes. And so that was that aspect of tapping into this greater universal knowledge. Uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean about tripping off to all sorts of planets and having all sorts of other experiences, you know, though that to some degree is, is part of it. But honestly, the, the real practical benefit, you know, is, is that you and I can tap into this wisdom to help us every day. And that's the piece that I'm so excited to help people with because it, it really empowers us. And we also feel how we are all connected to a much deeper, deeper level. You know, it, mm, it really yeah. helps. Well, so where do you sit on this whole thing with the uh, psychosyllabin and using an alternate way to transform or move consciousness? So, you know, ayahuasca, I, I come across all kinds of people who've tried microdosing to mushrooms to, you know, uh, whatever. And they mm -hmm. all seem to have an amazing experience. Some don't have some good experiences. But when you want to talk about getting in touch with some deep-rooted challenges that they maybe had in their life or issues they were dealing with, they seem to do this. Where do you sit with that, Paul Marwood? And what would you advocate to somebody that comes to you and says, hey, you know, I really want to make a deeper dive than what's been happening with us. Uh, you recommend going to a place and getting some ayahuasca? Well, I would, I would definitely say yes to that. You know, so I'll be completely transparent and completely honest here. I had some incredible multidimensional experiences in my awakening, and I still do literally almost every day today. Um, I had a friend, a shaman, who was very good at his work. Um, he, I asked him to give me a psilocybin experience. Um, he spent a lot of time preparing me literally of nearly a month. He was very thorough in his work, you know, spent like a, a five and a half hour journey with the psilocybin, um, profoundly beautiful. And so I, I completely agree with you, Greg. I'm not sure if you had gone down those avenues yourself, but what a beautiful mechanism in the right context right. to give new awareness, new insight, new, um, it can help create guidance, you know, Quite often when you deal with LSD, psilocybin, all those sorts of things, um, if you're in a bad space, the psychedelics can amplify the bad space, you know? And so that's when people have bad trips, as they might say. Um, I would encourage the audience, find someone who knows what they're doing, allow yourself to be in this beautiful, safe place, have some nice, safe conditions, music, the whole lot to support the mind space. And then you can go on that trip and be safe. And the insights that you gain from that, you know, the ancient people, the Mayans, Anasazi, all of those people, they did that as part of the awakening of, of the youth into their manhood and, and various other levels of the elders, you know, to gain further insight. So it is a very powerful way to gain insight. Um, uh, and I guess I'm is. blessed. And, I, and I, I think, Paul, that 
you know, many of my listeners have probably experienced it. Um, you asked if I had, and I'll say I haven't, but I have many friends that have, and it's been something that I've been dancing around and thinking about and, you know, what, who would I do it with? And, you know, there's so many places you can go today where it's all guided and it's all set up and the environment's proper. And that's the only way that I would do it. I know that, um, um, the guys that wrote chicken soup for the soul, um, not, uh, not Mark Victor Hansen, the other guy, what's his name? Uh, he's actually, Jack, Jack is leading groups to, um, Costa Rica for to do um, ayahuasca and it's actually been really good now look let's talk about chakras starting with the root chakra of safety Mm -hmm. prudence self-defense and struggle your perception was um, you were at a soul having you were a soul having a human experience can you explain this experience and how this divined who Paul Marwood is today Firstly, as part of the process, as I would describe in the book, is this rising of the Kundalini through the chakras. So for those of you that um, uh, I'm sure most of the audience is familiar with chakras, primarily seven chakras, there's many more than that. Um, and and each one has different aspects that affects works. One would say that they're the difference, they're the, the portal between the energy and the physical and includes an emotional piece. So the root chakra or, Mo, or Maladera has, uh, Maladera, sorry, has, has helps us with safety, prudence, self-defense, struggle. You know, it physically works with our adrenal glands, our skeleton, our backbone, you know, spinal cord, kidneys, etc. So, so that chakra alone has one would say connections relates to emotion, energy, but also the aura around us and our physical. Um, and as it went through the various levels in my body, through the various chakras, so I had different experiences and it was interesting i didn't realize this and didn't put two and two together until i actually wrote my chapter in the book because and that's the beauty about writing a book honestly there's there's something about writing a book that's really healing and transformational um i suddenly became aware of this whole process uh of the levels and how that how i manifested experiences that related to that chakra that point those emotions and the experiences relating to those emotions. And, you know, it really opened me up to this beautiful level of awakening, but all of the various aspects of awakening, you know, so a deep appreciation of all of creation, you know, how each and every one of us and everything is all connected. You know, we're all part of this beautiful creation, both in the physical and non-physical realms, you know, and, and honestly, things like, an awareness of how important it is to strive to be in our highest vibration. You know, if only our politicians and world leaders, you know, could witness <laughs> this, you know, because we would never have another war, you know, they'd never harm another yeah. being because you suddenly realize how connected everything is. You Between know? your lips and God, I say, because I certainly wish that would happen. You know, I couldn't think of anything more um, appealing to have happen in this universe than to have political leaders that were aligned, loving, compassionate souls. Um, I, I wish that it was all Dalai Lamas. Uh, mm-hmm. then, then we might be in good shape. Now, I know that Holly was channeling, you were channeling as well. Um, mm-hmm. What is it like to channel profound teachers? And how did this lead to this multidimensional activations 
that lead to the acceleration of our ascension of and our consciousness. Now, you uh, literally, you guys work together uh, for, uh, it's been 12 years since, is that correct? Is that about right? Yeah. So yeah. you guys got yeah. a divorce. Holly's still out there doing her thing. Mm-hmm. I've seen her out on the internet. And the universe is kind of guiding. I want to know more about the unified field, the field of infinite possibilities, and how this is working for you right now. Um, okay, multiple answers to your questions. You know, first, well, there you know, was two questions that I put in one there. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Greg. Um, that's cool. I, I mean, profound teachers came in, I think, and honestly, this is open to anyone and everyone. We're all able to channel. You know, when you're open, the teachers will appear. You know, so in the case of Holly and I, you know, we had, you know, beings like Ishtara, um, Athena. Um, the High Council of Orion, Archangelic Realm, you know, Metatron, Michael, Israel, um, Azrael, sorry, um, the elementals, dolphins, whales, they all came in to give us beautiful, loving and expansive messages. You know, some personal for Holly and I, but some, most of them were actually for the audience to help people um, in, in many different ways, have a deeper understanding about life, who we are, you know, how we can expand ourselves, how we can become better people. Um, and then part of those teachings, they taught us these soul activations, you know, a multidimensional holographic structure that helps each and every person, you know, accelerates our ascension. So the one-on-one activation really helps us connect more to our our, our cell, our soul, our essence. So all of these, all of these processes were given to you by these profound teachers over a course of time that you then started practicing with your students on. Is that correct? Am I getting Mm -hmm. this right? Ourselves first. Okay. (laughs) Well, yourselves first, but, but the reality, when you saw the differences it made in you, you needed to share it with others. Yeah. Most, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. And you knew it was being channeled from right sources, whether it's Michael or it's it's any of the ones that you just mentioned. But the reality mm-hmm. is, is that for some of my listeners, they're not going to know what the heck we're talking about. For many of them, they're going to go, yeah, yeah, I know all about those teachers that are out there and I can tap into them and they're going to give me guidance. Um, you could call them your archangels. You could call them whatever you want to, but they really mm-hmm. are there. You just need to be aware And as you said, everybody can channel. So if that's the case, if people want to contact you at your website, you give them one-on-ones, but you also teach them how to access this higher power energy, correct, Uh, for themselves? Yes. Uh, Yeah. I I certainly do. And in, in a simplified way, you know, in this instance, this is where we have the solution meditations come in. You know, I can help guide people to start to open up to the unified field, the field through the meditations, through the meditations. Yes. Yes. And I think that's important because you're using meditation as the foundational uh, area and it's guided meditations that you're giving to actually access this um, for your uh, people that you're coaching, right? Yes. Okay. That's important to know. Um, And I think it's important for the listeners to know that if they just go to paulmarwood.com and click book, uh, they can book a time with you for you to speak with them. Correct. 
And yeah. is that is the first session something that they get for free or how do you how do you work that? Okay. Most definitely. Most definitely. So, so I think and, that's and also, important for our listeners to know if you just go to paulmarwood.com, upper right hand orange button, click it. It literally you can book a session with Paul. And that first session is at no cost to you to literally get engaged and see what you think. Because I think Paul has more ways to get you connected and let you see the reality you're living through the channels that he's opened up in a much quicker way than you would normally go about this on your own, correct? Because that that's really the challenge is we don't have a lifetime to figure this out. We need some help along the way. And if you can help people get there quicker, you're the guy to help them uh, yeah. see it in a different light, right? Yes. And the important piece about this is it has, you know, we're talking kind of an esoteric thing here, Greg, but the truth is, is that it has very practical benefits in yours and my and everyone else's lives because, it, it helps empower us. It helps us get clear. You know, it helps us be more authentic. And so we, we, we don't bounce around like a pinball so much in our world. We get, we get clearer and then we know what we need to do and we can move towards that. And so, and also when we have the challenges, we, we, we're excited about what do I need to learn in this challenge rather than being in that place of, Oh, the world's picking on me, you know? So there's a lot of practical benefits in, in starting to look down this Avenue. And I encourage everyone to just, have a chat with me and see what it feels like, you know, I really, I want to, oh. I want to encourage my listeners to do that. Encourage them to go get the book. Now, look, I always love leaving listeners with something that they can uh, contemplate. <laughs> and there's three, if there were three things you'd like to leave this listening audience with today about connecting with their soul and the beauty and love that's available to them by making the effort to make this connection to a beautiful element of their being, what would you say to them right now? Look, there's a, one chapter in a book, but then there's 11 other people that have contributed as well. The book, definitely go get the book if you want to knock on the door. But if you want to knock on the door and have somebody open it, like Paul, who's been there, done that, go to Paul's website at paulmarwood.com and click on that button and just take a little bit of a dive initially to see what you think. But what are you going to ask the listeners to experience or be open to experiencing? Well, firstly, I would say um, even if you're sitting on the fence, yes, do it. You know, whether it's with me or anyone else, don't get afraid to connect with your soul and do that inner journey. This really is the most incredible journey you will ever have. So the first and most important is, is definitely, yes, do it. You know, um, secondly, you know, communication, communication, communication is really important in, in my world and, and I hope in everyone's world. You know, so... I'm here in service. So if you need help, you know, you can talk to me about any questions that you have, you know, things. So many of us say, oh, I, I don't think I can do this. It's like many people say, I can't meditate. Well, 
you can. <laughs> you don't have to sit still and quieten the mind. There's other ways of meditation. So, so yes, you can you can do that. I can help you with those pieces, and you can do it. And I'm honestly, I'm here to help you. That's that's my whole purpose. Um, you know, and also, you know, when you have this greater, and thirdly, you know, this greater awareness. You know, as you have this and bring it into your life, you know, it affects you. It affects all of those around you. And you start to have incredible synchronicities. You know, um, things just fall into place in your life. And, and that happens because you really are more aligned with you and you're more on your path. And you, you have a, just more of an awareness of yourself and the world around you. But that could include the non-physical as well. I mean, that's, that's absolutely wonderful. And so that makes your whole life, your whole journey through life, doesn't matter who you are. You can be a plumber, an electrician, an accountant, you know, a, a, an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter, but it starts to add a much more profound beauty into your world, into your life. It doesn't make you weaker. It doesn't make you mindless. It doesn't. It actually makes you stronger. It makes you clearer. It makes you more aware of who you are, what you're here to do. And how you can help others in whatever way, whether it's just doing their tax, you know, and it makes you move through life with more ease, more grace. And that's a beautiful way. Most of us are striving to be more connected to love and our, you know, who we really are. And so what is our life purpose, you know, and so this helps you do that. And that's what I would recommend for everyone. Well, and I, and really I think. I think there's with least resistance, you know, I, I, there's this old saying goes way back. All my listeners may have heard it. Knock and the door shall be opened. Ask and it should be given unto you. Now the second one's a little bit more biblical, but you know, you have to knock first and then you have to ask, you have to take the steps. So if there was two simple things you could do, it would be to knock on Paul's door and then to ask Paul for help and that you'd like to get this kind of help now. Um, and the third thing is, is we know when you do that, it is given unto you. Uh, how it's going to happen, you don't know how it's going to unfold. You can't be attached to the outcome. You just have to be open to the process. Uh, and the process is to just get engaged. Go do something, as you said, 10 minutes ago, uh, we have to stretch ourselves. And this is the stretch to actually go, well, this guy sounded kind of strange and weird and whatever. Uh, but at the same time, you know what? Why not go into a little bit of that strange and weird world and see what happens and see what transforms for you in the process? And Paul Marwood, I want to thank you for being on. Hold that book up again, if you would. Uh, so that my listeners can uh, get a peek of it. It's called Soul Love. And you can get that through Amazon. And you're going to go to paulmarwood.com to reach out to Paul. There's the, the site is loaded with content. So there's no lack of you spending time there figuring out what Paul is doing. Namaste to you, my friend. Thank you so much for being on with us today and sharing your you. wisdom and your insights and your stories uh, that should hopefully inspire people to take some action. Thanks, Paul. I hope so. Thank you, audience. Thank you for listening to this podcast on Inside Personal Growth. We appreciate your support. 
And for more information about new podcasts, please go to InsidePersonalGrowth.com or any of your favorite channels to listen to our podcast. Thanks again and have a wonderful day.